What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Easewellness.com for the CBD, ease.com, and as always, the promo code's ham. Yep, guy, and it's it's a hell of a deal. You get $20 off your first purchase, over $50, free delivery. Probably my biggest surprise, but reading the quotes about him shouldn't be. And that's Baker Mayfield. Um, and it's kind of the same. I, I think it's similar to what you're talking about. Like, I think my perception of Baker to some degree was, well, part of what makes him feel so special is that he's short and that it just makes the cool stuff he does look really cool, right? And I think that's what's like to your point on Russell is Russell has all the flash of a guy that looks like he's unique. But then he also does all the other stuff that we think you got to be to be that to be that good at the little things. You have to have everything working just right for you. And he's obviously as a short guy, he doesn't have everything that you would think. And I read some of these Baker quotes because that was a guy I'm like, I'm just going to scroll this list and see what surprises me. Baker's at 14. That was a little higher than I expected. But you read some of these quotes like people are expecting him to be a tier one guy. Really quickly. Yeah. I, I, I think um, the hype on him, guy, is as strong as it's been on any quarterback. Like, Mahomes created his own hype, right? The Baker hype has come without much substance there yet. That's where I'm, I get a little nervous when that happens with players. Well, you know, like, here, here's a quote, and this is one that really stood out to me about Baker. Um, this is an offensive coach who was obviously a little skeptical. He said about Baker, I put on the tape, watched his whole season, and I'm like, okay, this guy's special. I see what all the fuss is about. He can do everything. No limitations at all schematically. For him to take the next step, he's got to be a little smarter with the football, which comes with experience. I think he will get there. And then there's more, like more quotes. I think he'll be a number one, if not this season, the season after. What number was Baker? Uh, 14, which was higher than I expected. But like I said, you start reading the quotes, you go, okay, he's ahead of Cam, he's ahead of Cousins, he's ahead of Dak, he's ahead of Foles, Jimmy, Derek, Flacco, Dalton, Winston, Eli. I'll I'll, I'll give you one. Trubisky is 25th. But just let me just read you these two quotes because you'd be like, God, this guy sounds like he's 13th. 
He has a really good arm. He can make a great throw. He's a good deep ball thrower. He's not afraid to stand in the pocket. He's not afraid of the noise of getting hit, which is a good sign. I just don't think he really knows what's going on yet. To me, that's like, there's a lot to work with there. And he doesn't even know what's happening yet. Then this guy goes, a little negative. He's a three, like tier three. And I like what I see, but he's more of an Andy Dalton category to me. When you get to the playoffs and things get tough, I'm not sure. Well, you know what's crazy about a quote like that? Like When he gets to the playoffs, I'm not sure. Guys, he's been in fucking one playoff game. He's 23 years old. I'm not sure either. I mean, we we don't know. We'll just check back with me in like four years. Give him some more playoff games. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, no one's sure. He's been in one. He's been in 60 minutes of football in January. It's happened one time. Now he wasn't good, but when you have to win, when he has to win the game for you, I'm just not sure. Yeah, no one's sure. That's that's the one problem with this. Because I was thinking a lot of these court these coach <coughs> rankings we talked about <coughs> the other day. Think how stupid it is, guy, to try to compare like Kyle Shanahan to Andy Reid. Like it's it's not even a possible parallel. One guy has been a head coach for two seasons, the other guy's been a head coach for twenty. Like we just talk sample size. Like I can compare Andy and Sean Payton. I can compare Andy and Mike Tomlin. I can't compare Sean McVay to Bill Belichick. Like you just you guys been a head coach for two years. What's gonna happen when shit goes wrong? Like to me, the coach like with players. I can compare Aaron Donald to Khalil Mack. They've been in the league, give or take, the same time. I can compare Roethlisberger, even to Luck. You know, Luck's been in the league seven. Roethlisberger's been in the league twelve or thirteen. You can just you can do some coaches. How can I compare a second year well, coach to a guy who's been in the league thirty years? It's a it's a great point, right? It's like comparing the health of a marriage between somebody who's been married for twenty five years and somebody who's been married for two and a half years, like. Part of the deal is getting to twenty five years. They right? don't even, yeah, it's just it's just insane. Like he's a great leader. Well, he's been in charge two years. Like <clears throat> part of being a leader is not wearing everybody out over the course of ten years, five. Like I, because I can compare right a draft class. Yeah, what quarterback would you rather have? They're the same age. They've been in school the same time. We, we same little sample size. I can compare the Niners and the Raiders. Both of them been franchises for fifty plus years. They have both been in the Bay Area. You know, obviously the Raiders been here a little less because they left for a minute, but like we could do some comparison. But I cannot, with a straight face, compare Sean McVay and Sean Payton. Like they just one guy's been coaching since '05, the other guy's been coaching since 2017 as a head coach. And uh, so yeah, when I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not either. That's why I think it's really hard for like probably third year and under guys to even properly rank because there is. Aren't there going to be some people that make some quotes here on Darnold, Allen, or or Baker, for example? They're going to look really stupid in three years. One guy, I mean, what if Baker just... It's He's going to be hard to fail because he is accurate. But people are talking about him like he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And he was obviously drafted number one. But let's just see how things happen. I don't know. We got a small fucking sample size. But here here's the positive thing on Trubisky. Even though they have Khalil... And some high-juice guys, it is his team, offensive coordinator said. That's how it appears from the outside. And talking to people there, he's an awesome guy. His production is not great, but I think he has the ability. I think he's going to get better. He has what you need in terms of leadership at that position. That's the other thing, guy, is I think what was so telling about Carr's quotes is the NFL, and I would just sports leagues in general, baseball, basketball are the same. Most of your friends, if you're a scout or a coach in the NFL, are going to be what? Other scouts and coaches. 
You're the most in common. You spend a lot of time with them. And the way the sports work, you might have worked with them or have a lot of crossover work. You just talk. And part of your job is always talking to those people about what you're doing, trying to improve, or you know, just find out little tidbits. So your relationships, for the most part, besides like your family, if you if you ask typical like, who's your typical? If you ask a, just a quarterback coach in the NFL, name your top ten friends, non-family members, besides like people that got if he played like he played with like friends. What percent would those be other coaches in the league? You think? Hi. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be high. I think there's always just like, uh, my, my wide receiver from college is like my best friend. That's what I'm right? saying. I mean, you stuff some like of those. that, but I'm just saying like you're, who would you consider your highest professional friends even like right. people you've yeah. met in professionally, then you become good friends with. Cause when you meet someone professionally that you then like, you do have a lot in common with that guy probably cause you're working in a similar profession and coaching is one where you have no life. So a lot of these people's opinions and this is where I am might be wrong on my theory with Derek, but where my theory wouldn't be. He's getting that information from somebody, potentially in the building, they're crushing him. Like you read Trubisky, who's done way less than Derek, who is clearly a major work in progress, the way the league thinks about him, and a lot of that is probably they know a guy in the Bears staff, and like, I'm telling you, Mitch is fucking great. People are right. just talking about these guys highly. So I think a lot of these people's opinions of coaches – Unless they're saying like a coordinator when we game planned against them, but if they're talking about him as a person, while it's secondhand knowledge, it's usually pretty good secondhand knowledge because they probably know a coach on the staff with them. Yeah, it's an important distinction. And I think what it does is when you make a list and you rank them, it's like you put them in concrete. But the fact is, these are a lot of these are just measuring, taking a snapshot of trends in a moment in time, right? So like Garoppolo's one spot ahead of Derek, but if we really looked at what their trend looked like, you'd say. They're saying more positive things now than they did two years ago about Jimmy, and they're saying more negative things now than they did two years ago about Derek. And so they really, it's almost like it feels like they're going opposite directions. Not that you can't reverse that trend, but that's why a guy low on the list can have more positive things said about him than somebody high on the list, because it's about where was he last year, where do we think he's going? But see, here would be a thing like uh, Jimmy could go, Jimmy to me has the greatest chance of being dead last after this year, simply like breaks his leg week four, you know, or just a whatever injury knocks him out for the season. The Every quote would be the same. Can't trust him, always hurt, not reliable, not durable. I, I wouldn't mess with him because he'll, he'll screw you because he'll always right. get hurt. Or he could be 11 win 49ers, throws 35 touchdowns. I knew this guy was great. He just had to stay healthy. He has all the skill set to be a top five, six quarterback. He'd be, you know, this guy's got tier one ability, and he'd be ranked like eighth on this next year. Derek, to me, Derek could have a shitty season, get cut, and next year be the head, the coach for the Bengals, and it could look a lot more positive. Like, it wasn't easy with Antonio Brown nuts, Gruden's nuts. I would have taken a flyer on this guy, too. He showed a couple signs in some games. No one can win there. They're moving. They're screwed. It's Right? The trends can change even when you do shitty and just go on to a new place. Right. So I, you're right. This is not, this is more, to me, this list is a little bit more of the, it's all about intangible shit, I think. And some of it's like, yeah, you can make the throws, but you read a lot of this stuff. It's like, this is the type of guy you want to go to war with. Brady's so consistent. Rogers, like the knock on Rogers is like, yeah, his head gets a little big. He can be an asshole, but he's so good. I take him. To me, this is like an intangible list from the coaches, the GMs, and the assistant coaches. Around the league. 
Which I, I would right. say, if you're Chicago, like you just read that, and I, I know people there, and they think highly of him, that they would just go, the reason we believe in this guy, yeah, he's a work in progress, is because of the person, right? Mm-hmm. Like the reason people believe in Baker, I think is a little, I mean, obviously the Browns believe in the person, the cockiness, the attitude, the, the moxie, but it's like his skill set of being super accurate is what really get, is, gives him the chance. He's super accurate. Like, Mitch is not at all, but everyone's like, I'm telling you. And this is where you get in trouble. Like, sometimes you believe too much in the Like, I love Trubisky. The guys rally around him. I just love see He's always so positive. When I see him in the lunchroom, in the breakfast, he comes into work happy. But it's like, God, he just can't make the throw on third and nine. <laughs> right? Then you'll lose. You know, it's third and nine in a playoff game. You lost. Well, that's why, to me... And I know it's like we're splitting hairs because one of these guys is six and one of them is eight, and it's like whatever by the ranking system, one point four zero to one point four seven. But Philip Rivers should not be ahead of Russell Wilson, in my mind. If I Based had a gate, what- I, I know this. If I had to start a team from scratch this year, I would I wouldn't even hesitate to take Russell Wilson. There would be zero thought would cross my mind to take Russell Wilson over Philip Rivers. I I would take Russell Wilson. Now he's just way younger, so it's just I'd take him over Breeze. Now if it was just a one year deal, I'll take my chance with Brady and Rodgers. I think Wilson might be three. I mean, it'd be like between him and Luck. I mean, yeah, I I'd probably take Luck, but I'm just saying like that's to me his level. Like to me, he's what number do you say Russell Wilson is? Eight. Eight. That's insane. That's Behind just, Roethlisberger, Rivers, I take him over Roethlisberger. Yeah. Luck right now, uh, Mahomes, <laughs> Breeze, Brady, and Rodgers. I also think, and I get why he does it this year because all these guys started last year. I would put last year's crop: Baker, Josh, Sam, Lamar, Josh, Josh, Allen, Allen Rosen. I, I'd put them in their own little crew. They, to me, should be just like 27 through 32. And it's basically like trending up, neutral, or I'm not sure. Because it's just, how do you even judge a guy? Off? Like I heard Kruko say yesterday, Washington Giants game, whoever that kid was that started for him, they brought him up from uh, AAA. He's like, to be honest, whenever I watch a guy, good or bad, in their you know debut as a pitcher, I throw the first two innings away. It's not even fair. I mean, that first inning, as a human, you don't even remember it five years later. You're just... The fucking dreams of your life are coming true. And then the second inning, you're like, starting to hit you. Like, I'm pitching a game here. And then by the third inning, it becomes muscle memory. You're just a pitcher. It's just a game. But it's like, I kind of look at that as a rookie season. It's why Mahomes and Ben Simmons and Blake Griffin, and the NFL luckily doesn't do it like this. Like, to give a MVP, or I mean a rookie of the year award to a second-year player, it's so stupid when you think about it. Even if you don't play, you're just around it. You just realize you got some cash. <laughs> like, you are you just kind of live in the life. Like, Mahomes, totally. every day at practice with Andy Reid. With like Josh Allen, you just show up to Buffalo. You're like, yeah, you're the starter now. And that's that rookie year for a quarterback, especially now, where they, they play, for the most part, immediately, is kind of nuts. And, I, and I'm a believer they should play right away. But just think of the pressure. Because clearly, quarterbacks and NBA stars are by far our most famous athletes in America right now. There are, there, as Coward would say, there are royalty kind of, you know, and like celebrities. But like in Europe, it's the soccer players. But here, it's quarterbacks and top 10 NBA players. 
and then immediately you just start at 23 years old, especially some of these guys. Like Josh Allen came from fucking Wyoming. You're just starting quarterback, Buffalo Bills, New England, week one. Get ready. See ya. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, that's that, that's why I think when I talk about Jimmy, now he's way different because he's been in the league a long time, but I, I got to see you play more games. I just, and it, I, I'm a little jaded because I watched the first year when Vic came back from prison. Well, he actually was on the team a year before I got there. And that second year, Cobb got hurt and he just started. Remember, I mean, you watch some of the games. He was as remarkable of a player like, Michael Vick is phenomenal. This guy's going to win an MVP in this league. And then more tape got out a second year and he just became below average quarterback. Now, I'm not saying he had his limitations or whatever. He got injured a lot. But it just, I, I always think this with quarterbacks. Like in the NBA, you know pretty quick because you play a couple of seasons, you just rack up a lot of games. Like in the NFL, if you if you play one year, like Baker, he started I think twelve games last year, twelve games total. Not even that much. I mean, think how many games like Rodgers started the last like ten. So it's just how does he look in three more years? Now that's that's not a fun topic because like well, you're just saying wait. No, I'm not. I love talking about this shit, but I I, I just. It's just hard. And I, I, I saw it with Kaepernick. And R- Russell was kind of the other way. Remember the first couple of years of Russell Wilson? I was like, God, this guy's just game manager, gets lucky, right. plays a good team. No, he, he good was... Good defense, good running back. He was building his base to become a dominant... Like, he yeah. was building his moat. To, so the castle was going to own the the stake of the country. Well, I think he just... Um, that analogy he got to do He got terrible. to do a lot of high-level things where you usually expect that a quarterback has to be great to be in the position that he was in, and he got to develop himself after having all these crazy experiences. Like, got to play in these big games, got to just yeah. play. Every, yeah, everything mattered. His picks, if he threw a pick, even if he was only throwing 15 times a game, was under a microscope. Yeah, you're right. Where I think, And that's where I think with a lot of these young guys, like Josh Allen, it was probably super crazy for him last year, but there was zero pressure on the Bills, right? So what's going to happen in a year? Let's say the Bills go like 7-9 and nine this year, and they're kind of a trendy pick next year when people have a ton of pressure on them. And I think that's with Baker. Like everyone's, everyone, me, you, to everyone all across the country, if you're a football fan, you're keeping an eye on Baker Mayfield and the Browns. And that was not the case last year. And I think that happened to Jimmy last year, right? Everyone's like, everyone was kind of blowing Jimmy. Now he gets to kind of flow, reflow under the radar. And that's where when you become a great player, like Roethlisberger, Eli, Brady, Rodgers, now Russell. These guys, every game they've played in for the last, each one's a little different, but countless years, every game's pressure. Like, every game they're expected to be Pro Bowl. You know, that that to me is separates. Like, we saw it with Kaepernick. He couldn't couldn't do it. Once we're like, okay, this guy's a superstar. Eh, no. Yeah. Well, all right, what's the guy? Now, you, you, your turn again. A guy too high or too low, a ranking that stood out to you. Uh, you already told me his name, so you shouldn't have to look for him if you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Cam Newton at 15, tier three. Yeah, to me, I, I would just put him, he should have just been in his own category if you're putting him in tier three because he's been injured and it's just been a little weird there. Because t- when he's on, in what Really world, him and the guy after him. What, what number is he? 15? Well, he's 15 and Kirk Cousins is 16. <laughs> like, come on. Well... In what world is Baker Mayfield ahead of Cam Newton? As we see well, the one where Cam gets hurt, that world, I think. Man, he's been hurt. He's had a mess up shoulder. Now, yeah. if you tell so me, so I think that's sh- that. 
his shoulder. Like, I'm more offended him being one the one spot ahead of Kirk than one spot behind Baker. Yeah, I just struggle. Now, if you, if you want to preface it, I think his shoulder's messed up. He's never going to be the same. Then you win the argument. But if it's like he's going to come back, but he's still flawed. Well, I know when he comes back and he's still flawed, he's better than Jared Goff. Like, I, I if I'm getting 100% Cam Newton, he's 100%. He keeps me up later at night in Jared Goff. And I like Jared Goff. He keeps me up later at night in Deshaun Watson. And I like Deshaun Watson. Matt Stafford. <laughs> I like him more than Matt Stafford. And does I he like keep Matt you up? Stafford. Hey, does he keep you up later than Phillip Rivers? No, I mean, it starts stopping there. Okay. But, Matt Ryan? Like, Cam Newton's won an MVP. Like, on any given day, Cam Newton can throw 400 yards and run for two touchdowns. He's a dominant player. Like, he, Cam Newton's a really good player. I Do you know the most fascinating guy on this list, guy? And maybe just the most polarizing guy when you really dig into, like, NFL people? Because I think they all just get kind of a football erection when you talk about Matt Stafford. Like, God, if I could have had that guy. God, if we could have him. God, if we could have used him in our system. I Do you ever meet... Or, I mean, I, I don't, this guy wouldn't come up if you just met someone in the NFL. But if you read about people that talk about the NFL and Stafford comes up, they are always really bullish on him. They're always like, God, that guy's a, that guy's a dude. You know? It may be too yeah. late now. And the ship but may that's have the thing is, I think part of it is he feels young. Well, he's not that old. I think he's like 30. He's on his fourth contract or third contract. How old do you think Matt Stafford is? Uh, 31. Yeah, just he turned 31 in February. But you'd say, didn't didn't Rich Gannon resurrect his career when he was 32 years old? Is when he met up with John Gruden. I think he won the MVP at like 34. I mean, look at Kurt Warner was older when he had the second run in Arizona. Is it crazy to think? Now it's not going to happen in Detroit. I think the shitty thing for Stafford's going to be more than likely 14 of his 18 years are going to be spent with the Lions. Is Gruden going to trade like a bunch of ones for him? I don't think that's nuts. The, I, I know this. The league likes Matt Stafford, I'd say, consistently more than any other player that most casual fans think, eh, he's not that great. Okay, Raiders get the second pick, so they're not going to get Tua. You would draft a guy before you do that. Now, would you give, like, two twos for him? Like, to me, he's at the point who would, now. Who would draft? You're saying the Raiders would take a quarterback at two instead of trading for Matt Stafford? You can't. Matt Stafford's not getting the number two overall pick. I'm just saying, like, are you telling me Gruden doesn't want – there's no chance Gruden watch tapes and go, I like Stafford better than the second-best quarterback in this class? But it's, but it's like, now Gruden's liable because he's nuts. But name me, name me a 32-year-old quarterback that is not making the playoffs and gets traded for the number two overall pick. Yeah. Just, to me, the precedent's kind of set, like Alex Smith-type deal – you just get twos. But he's better. But, like, I think he's Well, I know, but you can't Alex. give the number two. Even though Bleacher Report said Alex Smith, the 25 best quarterback of all time. They did say that? I saw the screen grab of the list, and I had no interest in that click. Do you know what I appreciate, and I'm going to start doing this, is when you see something you hate, you don't you don't quote the tweet, you screen grab it. So you no don't clicks. link it? You don't give them the credit? Nope. No clicks. No click. I like it. Uh, how about Cousins, though, right behind Cam? Well, this is, is to me a huge year for Kirk Cousins. Every single comment was, I don't trust him in big spots. Uh, I, I, I get concerned with him when it counts, said a GM. Uh, but when the when there are 30 seconds to go in the game and you need to make a play, dot, dot, dot. It's the entire league goes, yeah, he's good. You can win some games if your team's good. But when it's quote-unquote nut-cutting time, 
Nut cutting, is it like hard to cut nuts? You know, because you don't cut testicles. So like, are we talking actual nuts? Is it hard to break walnuts? I, I love that phrase. I don't really know what it means. I'll be honest. No clue. Uh, uh, like verbatim, like what it actually means. No. But I just the league the, does not think. Well, I have I have it here. I I would have thought it was like nuts are hard to crack. So now you're trying to cut them. Um, while nut cutting time originally refers to the effort required to remove a rusted or stripped nut. It's just one of those those phrases that a that a famous coach must have used a long time ago, and now everyone uses it. Because I I would imagine if you asked the GM that's using that, like, could you describe nut cutting time to me? The origin of it, they'd have no well, clue. We don't know a lot of people that work on the railroad anymore. Uh, here's an interesting part of this. I guess those would have been stakes. He, he, he can throw the ball. I think he's good. I question his makeup a little bit. I'd probably leave him as a two, but he has the innate ability to get everybody pissed at him. That's kind of <laughs> Isn't that kind of interesting? <laughs> yes. Well, chip on the shoulder guy can do that. Well, chip on your shoulder guy that is really intelligent, I think that's his combination. Like, he's a really smart guy, but he's got this, I am a top five quarterback, yet you, you're looking at me right now, and you look at me like I'm a tw- the 12th best quarterback in the league. So he's fighting like this ghost that's not even there. Like, there's some of that with Rodgers on a much, much higher level. But it's like, Cousins, just you fucking just got $85 million all guaranteed. You've been franchised twice. You've made $130 million playing football. Uh, my math could be off. Could be more than that. Just, bro, just play. How do you like that? Well, right? remember, that's, remember that's last kinda... year, Thielen snapped on him because he's like, you were right? because he's like, throw the goddamn ball. Remember that on the sideline? Yeah. It, 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 you know the hard part about quarterback guy because you see these people kind of go back and forth. They're like, I love his fire. Like I, I love the Brady just. Lights everyone, gets everyone going. This guy can rally the troops. But then there's like this balance of like, he's got this ability to piss everyone off. Like, do you think people just get pissed off when deep down they're like, is this guy good enough to be screaming at me? Like Brady or Rivers or... Well, R- I think Wilson. one thing people really hate is you think you're better than I than you are. Not Not even you think you're better than me, but like... What is she doing? What moving her hair about like that? She's not even that hot. Like all that kind of stuff. Anything in that category is why do you think you're better than you are? Just is an automatic hate. Why do you think you're better looking than you are? Why do you think you're more talented than you are? Why do you think you're taller? Why do you act like you're taller than you are? Like all that stuff. Why do you think like you're a good shooter and pick up hoops when you can't shoot? Like anything in the category of why do you think you're just pisses people off like immediately. It's just, it's just a human trait that we all have. Yes. I would probably agree with that. Now, you would probably, in Kirk Cousins' case, he's like, well, if I didn't believe that I was actually better than I was, I would never have made it this far as a first-round pick. 100%. It's now, not a bad quality. All It's not necessarily a bad quality. But I do think the human element of it all, right, there is, once you get, like, over 30, I, I've noticed this. I always thought, like, you know, as a guy, you really mature from 18 to 22. And my greatest maturity growth, I think, in my life was that. But I feel like mentally, the last three or four years, I've become a lot stronger and just been able to have a better feel, just, just feel for everything. And I, I would imagine humans just say, and you just read about it. The older you get, the more wisdom you have or whatever. I think it's like Kirk Cousins. You're not 25 anymore. 
So you like pick the worst spots to yell at me if I'm a wide receiver. Like you have a feel for the room. I kind of think that's what this exec's saying. Like I question his makeup a little bit. Like he just he doesn't quite get what he doesn't get, which is weird for a smart guy, right? Because you go, well, the way he made it was being super smart. Yeah, yeah, but smart and feel are not. You know, you don't always possess. No, I think they're they're completely. And sometimes there's entities. a level of smart where you're like, you don't need to be any smarter if you could take some of those smart points and put them on feel. That would be ideal, right? Well, that's why I remember. Didn't we talk about like six months ago? It wasn't six months, maybe three months ago. In OTAs, one of the stories was Mike Zimmer starting to give Kirk Cousins a lot of different looks. Mike, he's not a second year player. He's been in the league seven years now. He's with Washington four franchise twice. He's in his second year. That'd be six. So we're talking about a veteran player here. Like you're giving him looks because you're just trying to like sharpen the you know sharpen the knife. I get it, but you're acting like you know these looks. That's that to me is a pretty big red flag. Yeah. He, he's he's a bizarre player because he's not bad, but he's not good. But he makes a shit ton of money, and he doesn't get a pass because it's like well he's just playing for the Lions or whatever. Like he's on a team that you went. When I over the summer met a buddy in Tahoe, works in the league. We went out to dinner, drinking, just bouncing things off. I'm like, what would the Vikings record be with Aaron Rodgers? He didn't even hesitate. He's like 15 and one worst. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, if I told you Aaron Rodgers on the Vikings, who would be your Super Bowl pick for the NFC? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> It'd be them. But you're like, are we sure the Vikings are going to make the playoffs? But uh, Rodgers, the high end. Let's just say, let's just say like Deshaun Watson was their. Quarterback. How about Dak? Yeah, Dak. You'd go, they're a playoff team, right? His cousins are... Do you feel like the Vikings are going to be in the playoffs as we sit here July 22nd? I think I think it could be a really weird year. But you wouldn't be shocked like if they won 10 games, right? But you also wouldn't be shocked if they went like 6-10. and 10. It'd be hard. They'd have too much talent to go 6-10. and 10, but 6-10 like, and 10 would surprise me more than 10-6. Th- to me, their 8-8 eight and eight look shitty. Because you're like, right. God, you're a 12-win team. To me, they go eight and eight this year. It'd be hard to trade Cousins, huh? even on the one year at a lot of money. But some teams that are going to have cap space need a quarterback. I would say he's no lock to be on the team next year. He he is a tradable player, expiring contract, no dead money the following year. Take a flyer them, on him. Yeah, them missing the playoffs would be a, I think, a massive. Fa- I mean, no, I'm not out on a limb here. Massive failure, right? Well, are are they a two playoff team division? Yeah. You mean instead of three? Well, you, you don't... LaFleur? You think the Bears remake it? Yeah, I think the Bears go back to the playoffs. And the Packers are out? Yeah, I think the Packers are the question there, aren't they? And the Lions suck? It's actually a sneaky when you kind of take a step back, even their flawed division. It's not really the division you'd want to play because you're like, their worst team still is Matt Stafford... Then the third worst team, still on paper, has a decent roster, and they have Aaron Rodgers. Their coach has a torn Achilles, and then the other two teams are just stacked rosters. You just, I, I, I do think there's a curveball in that division. I'm not sure what. I, I don't. It's just well it, because right now, if you, I think if you nailed everybody, if you put it, pin everybody down, people would not put the Packers in the playoffs. But if the Packers were in the playoffs, you'd go, yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers. Of course, they're in the playoffs. Yeah, they would be the least, like if the Packers made it. it and this is going to suck for LaFleur. Like, Rodgers would get the credit. Yeah, Rodgers is locked back in. You know? He doesn't even really like LaFleur. 
But anything else from this list? No, I, I mean hit? this this gave us an hour and a half podcast, didn't it? Sando, thank you, Mike. The great Sandu. By the way, speaking of uh, throwing out your first inning, Tim Lincecum's comes first career inning. I think a lot of us remember base hit to Jimmy Rollins. I remember it vividly, John. The home run to Shane Victorino, but then he strikes out Utley, Howard, and Rowan. Works around a walk to Pat Burrell, but he strikes all three guys out swinging. Do you agree with that? Like, you know, you, you can't put much into a guy's debut in baseball. Especially that one, remember, was Sunday Night Baseball. Like, it wasn't just a debut. It was national TV against an incredible lineup. And Cole Hamels was pitching for the Phillies. It's why, even back to Rory, I would give Rory a little room for error on the first hole. Like, he got a double bogey on the first hole. Like, I, I get it. Like, hey, he hasn't felt that much pressure probably since he was a teen. But then, like, by a hole three or four, and he did kind of get it rolling, he finished really, like, it was like, God, this, can, does pressure get to this guy a little bit? And you'd yeah. say, yeah, it does. And that's probably why the reason Rory or, you know, some of the quarterbacks on this list, they do get affected situationally in the fourth quarter because their talent, you know. I, one of the quotes in there that kind of bothered me, it was like, everything went wrong in Atlanta last year. I'm, I'm kind of just remembering the way I read it. And their defense sucked, and Matt Ryan didn't elevate the team. Well, I, whenever I watched Atlanta, and I you played a lot of their players in fantasy, they were scoring a lot of points. Like, his numbers looked pretty good. Now, I'd have to really do a deep dive. Was he shitty early in games when the games were tighter? I, I just, I know this. By about week three, they had a historic amount of defensive injuries. Like, four of their starting 11 players, who their best four got, were out. And it was just, because if you watch them on a, on a weekly basis, it'd be like, God, they're in a shootout right now. Like, I, I don't put that as much on the quarterback. And again, maybe I have a soft spot for Matt Ryan. Yeah. But I don't feel like, because he's basically, I don't know if he really elevates guys to the next level, like why he's not a tier one guy. And I, I, I disagree there a little. Yeah, he gets treated sometimes like a rich man's Kirk Cousins. I know. I, rich, I was going to say he gets treated like just Kirk a Cousins. more accomplished. Like, like he's basically yeah. Kirk Cousins. He's just won a little bit more. Yeah. Like they're equals. Like, no. Right. Could you argue that Matt Ryan would go, why am I considered an equal to Phillip Rivers? I've done more than him. Right? Yeah. Because Rivers, you'd say, gets a lot more credit for a guy that doesn't have as many pelts on the wall as you think. For sure. How many, like, how many times Phillip Rivers won the division? Once? Twice? Like he, again, I, I, I think Rivers... I'd, I'd like him to be, one, I'd like to be friends with him. Two, I love watching him play. I think he's fantastic, and he deserves the credit. But if I was just playing Twitter egg to my comment, I'd go, what has Philip Rivers really ever done? And, and the one thing you'd say, well, he's played on some pretty good teams, guy. It's not like he's just played on, well, he's, his teammates were always shitty. No, he's played with Hall of Famers and pretty stacked teams. Yeah. Yeah. Not a great organization, historically. Yeah. Like, you'd say he's elevated that organization. 100%. They're kind of like the Clippers of Southern California, right? Of football.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.